Geek Tank is supported by listeners like you. Get your Uru hammers and your nailer guns, a sonic screwdriver or a sword. Use Valerian steel, it'll get you to come to the Geek Tank, to the Geek Tank, to the Geek Tank. Hi, I'm Guy. Hi, I'm Troy. And this is Geek Tank Live. And once again, your Chelsea sized podcast, which I said before we actually started this. And we're less a Chelsea. One Chelsea metric Chelsea less. Yeah, we are. Chelsea minus Chelsea equals no Chelsea. And I can fill the uh, the Chelsea-sized hole yeah. in my soul. It's a me-sized hole. Look at me fit. Did you read that horror story? That comic, that manga? The horror story um, about the the mountains where a fissure had opened up and there were all these holes shaped like people and people were drawn to it and one person realizes that they can fit in the hole and they just vanish into it and then people start finding the ones that fit them. It's a horror story. I won't tell you how it turns out. Uh, but the it's a me-sized hole is a, like a thing. I see. I'll send it to you because it's no jumpy scenes. It's a it's a manga. Right, it's a jumpy manga. Yeah. Okay. Here's a pop-up manga. Right. <laughs> that <laughs> could go the wrong way with certain tentacle mangas. Yeah, good. So yeah. we have, uh, we went to Starfest two weeks ago. Yes, it's been it's been three weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two three weeks. weeks, two weeks. We we've got to catch up with all of our uh, our reports for all of our conventions. Because we're behind. Um, yeah, so we went to Starfest yes. 2019. Well, we talked about it last week, but it was a totally different thing. And we're talking fun stuff tonight. Yeah, we're talking about the. Yeah, we, we had to cover kind of a news report last week, mm-hmm. which was not fun. But mm-hmm. this, this, this week we're covering really interesting interviews that we had. And we had some. Well, cool Starfest interviews. is always great for interviews. They're, the Starfest media team. The, the team that's in charge of organizing all the media teams, yeah. they're fantastic. Yeah, we've always loved them. They, they have. These guys are great. They make me love Starfest from a uh, media person standpoint. Yeah, yeah, they, so. they really are spectacular. But uh, as somebody who works now, I'm actually taking over the media on NDK. I actually am trying to model mm-hmm. how NDK does media the same as Starfest the same as Starfest because it's they do such a good job mm-hmm. um, they're, they're a well-oiled machine they really are a they well-lubricated are. machine that's well, an ins- that's an inside joke yes yes um, anyway okay so we have a bunch of interesting yep yeah we have a bunch of interesting things mm-hmm. going on we got three good uh, interviews for you guys tonight which should be fun, <laughs> and um, I'm noticing that the the motor pool has has uh, observed that we are without adult supervision again. Yes, and for those of you who are listening to this later, not live on Facebook, the motor pool are are beloved people who come and talk to us live on Facebook. Yeah, and, and being observed, 
Chelsea should should note that they are observing this is the mm-hmm. third time in four weeks. Well, she is sleeping. Last I heard, because she was a California. Where where did she go for the BTS, BTS concert or something? Yeah, she went to California. I think she went oh, yeah, she, somewhere. That's not Colorado. Yeah, because she complained about being dehydrated. Yes, because Which pretty much puts you anywhere. The right second you get to Colorado, all the water just evaporates. Yes. Yeah, it flees mm-hmm. for for better better environments. Mm-hmm. Water water leaves for like. A, it it go, goes it, downhill because yeah, we're a mile high up. Right. It, it always well the continental divide. Yep. So as soon as you as soon as you land here, that's exactly what happens. Is all your water leaves. I go straight to the bathroom, and all my water leaves when I land here. Exactly. Okay, so. That said, so we, who we have up? We have the um, scientist first, or no? We have the scientist first. Are we is that who so we have? So I interviewed Dr. Ken Carpenter, who uh, is an interesting uh, fellow. Astrophysicist. Yes, doctor, doctor of astrophysics, and I could give introdu- introductions, or I could just play the thingy. Play the thingy. So I'll apologize because I did edit these, and I think there might be a little bit of. Dead space just before. So if well, that we'll happens, stare at you. yeah, just just if there's nothing there, just hum some science fiction music to yourself. Well, like the slack job. Okay, ready? Rolling, rolling tape. I'm Guy. I'm with Rocky Mountain Geek Tank, and I'm here with Dr. Kenneth Carpenter with NASA. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Okay, I've got a couple of questions first. Uh, I know you've been with uh, WFIRST and Optics and GHRS and the Stellar Imaging Vision, but I'm going to kind of concentrate, because you've got the shirt on, with Hubble, because it's <laughs> okay. the one that most people are kind of familiar with, and a lot of the other ones are kind of geeky, and I'm familiar with it, but a lot of others aren't. So how long have you been on the Hubble project? I actually started, my first connection to Hubble was actually out here in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I was a postdoc. Uh, just minding my own business and, and doing science research like you're supposed to when you're a postdoc right after your degree. And I got asked if I would go over to uh, Ball Aerospace and help the engineers there calibrate the, uh, one of the instruments that they were developing for the initial deployment of Hubble. So I uh, brought over, got involved in that, and one thing led to another. Next thing I know, I'm working at NASA. Oh, there you go. So, like, from the beginning. Yep. Pretty much. Well, before launch, there were people that were working, you know, for a decade or two before that. But I've been working since uh, basically the mid-'80s. Gotcha. Cool. So, um, what's your favorite exoplanet? Oh, I I like to throw all these strange ones Yeah, I don't know. Um, You know, the Holy Grail that we're all going after is an Earth-like planet that's in a habitable zone. And we found a number of them now, but we haven't gone far enough in our searches to know which one is the closest to Earth, which one is most likely to have Earth-like on it. So I'm just going to say any Earth-like planet for now, and uh, the TRAPPIST-1 system as a whole is the most interesting one because it's got three, it's got seven that are sort of Earth-sized, and maybe three of them appear to be in the habitable zone, and it's not too far away. So that is very intriguing, and it's going to be the subject of a lot of study by a lot of different telescopes over the coming years. Like the James Webb? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, um, I'm kind of skipping down the line because I'm trying to get through some of these. So, moon hoaxers are one of my pet peeves. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a, like, very long two-hour description of why we can't use the HST for imaging the, the, uh, the landing sites. What's your elevator pitch 
for how we can't use the HST to image the Apollo sites. Well, we've actually observed the moon, but we do it at, at lower resolution, looking for uh, variations on the surface, looking for chemical signatures and whatever. There are far better pictures uh, of the landing sites from the lunar orbiter, the various orbiting spacecraft. Hubble has trouble moving fast enough to keep up with the moon, so we actually have to observe it when the moon is in a part of its orbit where it kind of loops around on the sky. So for a moment, it kind of slows down before it goes back the other way uh, as you observe it from the Earth. So when we do observe it, we do it in those very short periods, but it's far more effective to use one of the orbiting spacecraft that's so much closer to, to look. And there's some gorgeous pictures of the landing sites uh, out there. Excellent, excellent, thank you. Um, okay, so unlike HST, JWT isn't serviceable. Um, so what fears do you have for the web team? You know, I mean, for, the, for that matter, Hubble's not serviceable anymore either with right. the, the shuttle out of operation. Uh, we've gone, we've built spacecraft for years to, uh, without servicing and, you know, done very well. And a lot of the Mars missions you see have gone on for years and years beyond where they're supposed to, or, you know, where the, they were designed for. Uh, but basically, uh, I guess the most worrisome thing is just all the deployment that has to happen at the beginning. Uh, there's a lot of pieces that have to work, things have to unfold and not get stuck and whatever, but there's a lot of experience in previous spacecraft. Um, I think the vendor has done a lot of uh, Department of Defense type of uh, missions that have uh, that kind of deployment. And of course, I don't know any of that personally, but they tell us we've done it plenty of times, don't worry. So, you know, we're probably gonna be okay, but it's gonna be a, a tense first 30 days as we go through the slow deployment process. Right. Okay, our, sh our podcast is all about kind of like geeky culture and, and we think that everybody sort of has a thing that they really are geeky about. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing that you really geek out about? Well, I guess it's Star Trek. If you're going there, I grew up on the original series. I've watched all the following ones. I'm absolutely in awe of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, but there's been a huge interaction over the years. A lot of us at NASA were inspired to go in to science and technology by watching various incarnations of Trek over the years. Uh, we've gotten to know people in Trek. They come and see what we're doing. They get inspired to write stories, design props, whatever. And, and we get, by talking to them, we get inspired to go out and try to make some of this stuff actually happen. So it's a two-way street, and it's, it's, uh, it's a mutual love fest whenever we get together. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Coming back to line. And we're back. Yep. So, uh, interesting thing after that interview, the media team at Starfest had said to us that unlike with the celebrity interviews where they have to limit it to five minutes, they're going to let us have as much time as we wanted really with the scientists because they're not on as tight a schedule as the celebrities are with all the autograph signing and such. Uh, also, I think we're the only media outlet that shows up that requests interviews with the scientists. It's because they're so cool. That's because we have a NASA expert in our group. So. And I keep asking sense. him like questions, and he's like, well, nobody's ever asked those questions. Where do you know? Where do you find these? Yeah, things? he was expecting silly questions yeah, from us. It, it, was, it was like uh, when we interviewed... Dr. McDonald, she was doing the same thing. She's like, where are you coming up with this stuff? And I'm like, I come up with all this stuff, man. I come up with all the things. So, yeah, I really I really enjoy, uh, I mean, all of this stuff is, of course, totally in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. so that naturally goes well with what I'm after. But 
Yeah, so I remember um, Michelle, one of the main people on the media organization team at Starfest, had told us the story that when she went and asked him for the interview, he was like, well, what questions are they going to ask me? And he started quizzing her on us, which right. she thought was funny because he had more questions for her about who we were than we had for him. Because I guess, like I said, we're the only one that I've ever asked for these, so he's not used to media teams wanting to interview him. Right. Well, and Dr. McDonald was like... She was, she was totally on board with this mm -hmm. plan. I mean, she was she, such a geek, too. It was so fun to... Well, she had uh, Live Long and Prosper written on her arm mm -hmm. in Vulcan. And she's a Mass Effect uh, fanatic. Right. So, Yeah, whenever I, I, I caught her on that one, I, I was like, do you have Live Long and Prosper written in Vulcan? And she's like, you can read that. And I'm like, <laughs> I can read that. Well, to continue our, uh, our little joke about um, talking about our advertisers when they show up. Yes. Um, our, our show is sponsored by Kieran Games. You can, you can search Kieran Games on Facebook. Yes, you can find them on Facebook at Kieran Games. Yep. We're just saying that because said sponsor has shown up on. <laughs> Even though we had said it at the top of the of show, we said it at the top of the show. But you got to you got to work. Yes. You got to do the work when the boss is there. Right. Twice as much. Look busy. <laughs> podcast. 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 We're looking busy. <laughs> okay. So what what scientist would you Love, obviously, I would guess it would be the same one I'd love Dr. to interview. Tyson. Tyson, yep. Yeah, Dr. DeGrasse Tyson would be awesome to interview. Has he ever gone to I any of the sci-fi conventions? I don't, yeah, I think he does, but he usually hangs out in the New York area, so we'd have to hit him up there. Um, also, uh, for those of you in the motor pool, uh, we've been having, I know we've been having... Uh, We've been having some audio problems with, with that first video. Yeah, this we may is, be having problems with all of them. This is our first time sure. trying this. Is our this. first time trying this. We're going to try a couple of experimental ones with, with uh, changing. I had to resize all the videos, so it may be that the broadcast software is kind of glitchy with the resize. Mm -hmm. So we may have to practice with it a little bit. Uh, as a side note, for those of you both listening to our podcast and here live in the motor pool um, it should be noted that the only way to actually try this is to broadcast so we don't get the ability you, you, you can't try this without going live on Facebook and then having people show up in the motor pool so we don't we can't really test to see well, if this works without, if we didn't have kids in a life we could just sit at home and broadcast on our own personal Facebook but who's got time for that I don't. Anyway, okay. So just so you guys know, that's but that's where we're going. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out by the time we'll we decide we're done with this whole thing, broadcasting so stuff. So tell me about your interview. Well, my interview was with an actor named Ken Foree, which is uh, he, he has Foree, 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 Foree. What was so well? He we, this I actually do this whole bit in there, in the, but it's Foree. Is the proper way, but most people say for E because they put the E part in it. Uh, but he was in both of the Dawn of the Dead movies. He was one of the main characters in the first Dawn of the Dead, uh, the SWAT team guy. And then the second one, they gave him a cameo as kind of a tribute. To, and he has a short little bit where he's the a preacher on television who has the classic line, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Um, he has a new show, new movie that just hit Netflix not too long ago called The Rift. And he he's, um, does a lot of this, that kind of stuff. Uh, very big in the horror genre, but he also does other type of movies as well. But he was a delight to interview. And uh, 
his voice goes from very low to very loud. Yes, he was... So this could be interesting. So here we go. Is it 4E? 4A? My my grandfather says it's 4A with accent of the E, and that's the correct way of spelling it. In in France, it's F-A-U-R-E with French Huguenot, African, and Indian. So How do you prefer? 4A. 4A. My grandfather would appreciate that. Yes, sir. But most people in the Midwest say, 4E! Are we we taping? We are. We're taping? I'll just say this. It's one of my my bad habits. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, it's cool. How are you liking Starfest? I love it. Nice, nice, nice convention, good people. Uh, It seems very um, diverse, and and, and, uh, everyone's happy, everyone's having a great time. You know, they're lined up to get 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 into the uh, the uh, little deli or what is that? The little bar bar restaurant. They're, they're lined up. They're having. Right. They're eating well. They're drinking well. So. It's an important thing to do. I guess you know, at a convention, yes. <laughs> Have you had um, a really good experience that has stand out specifically so far? Um, Interaction with a fan, maybe. Uh, oh, there's always there's a, there was a I I'm, I'm an advocate for uh, handicapped children, so. There was a young boy that came by that was in a wheelchair, and he was just just a dollar, this little boy. And he, he had the f- uh, faculties to move his and guide it uh, slightly, but they had a talking into it and urging, and, and uh, you know, and inspire him to make the right move with the handle, make sure he didn't roll anything. And he was just, just, he just. That's my heart. I just, I'm that. That's where. That's where I live. So I can yeah. completely see that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So outside of your day job of acting, yes. what do you get into that, that you like to do? You know, I, I, I coach. What do you coach, sir? Uh, boxing. And uh, I used to coach basketball for kids, in the, you know, uh, in the 11, 12, 13, 14, 16-year-old kids. I think I think at, at local community centers around L.A. But I've been coaching boxing for many years now. And so I, I, I coach. I, I did... Uh, uh, do some uh, do some training of my own. Uh, unfortunately, September I overdid it, so I'm not doing any of that anymore. As anyone can see, if they look below the um, below my chest, I haven't, I haven't done anything in quite a while. But uh, that's that's what I do. I, nice. I, I, I like I like to I like to see the lights come on when they get it, you know. And and uh, so coaching is one of the things I enjoy teaching. I love to teach too, and I, and I love to talk to people. So sweet. Yeah, yeah I, I actually saw you last night talking to I think a fan out in front of. Uh, they were showing apartment two twelve, and I think oh, your yeah. film had just right, finished. Right, 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 And right. Uh, I don't want to bother you. Oh, <laughs> you should come by. But something. it's like that's great that you're just you're right out there, um, being part of the, the whole convention. Outside. Well, I, I tell you, you know, it, I I think we have had three or four Q and As at this point. And basically, I, I enjoy uh, getting up, taking the uh, questions, and and then it always ignites a story of something that reminds me of something I've done in my career or in my personal life, and I'm off to the races. And, <laughs> and, all, and all of a sudden, it's an hour and a half later, and which was the other night. It was, I think, Friday night when we when we had the documentary on. After the documentary, when I went an hour and a half, 
and I didn't realize it and could have gone another hour, you know, because <laughs> I'm just a chatter, you know, I'm chatter Cathy. You're you know. in the right business then. Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. I am. Um, yeah. Do you have any current projects you're working on you'd like to tell people about? Yeah, uh, the um, John Henry's uh, one that's coming out with Terry Crew, Ludacris, uh, DJ Quick, and uh, me. <laughs> so that'll be out, uh, I guess, in the next few months. And uh, I have a um, another one that I'm shooting for Australian TV, but we have to make sure that the, the deal's uh, is taken care of. But it's we're going, supposedly going May 6. And um, I've got uh, a few things that I've written. Hopefully they're at this moment being smiled upon and someone's going to call me next week and say, what's great news. Good luck Everyone out there, great news for Ken on yes. his new project. Call next week. <laughs> we'll make it cross what I do. Cross your face. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you very much for your time, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. Well, that was a fun interview. Yes. Now, the thing that I asked him after the interview, because it wouldn't have worked so well for just the interview, was I was doing some research looking up other interviews that he has done. So I didn't want to ask the same questions other right. people ask all the time. And he was doing a story time thing, and he was telling a story about how he had plans to go to this music festival in New York he always wanted to go to, but then his agent kept insisting he had to go do this movie. And eventually it got to the point where he went out to do the movie, and it cut off before it got to the punchline of the anecdote. So I had to ask him what happened, and he loved that. I asked him that's to tell that story, and you were there too, because yeah, I no, told you I the anecdote. I, and I was dying, man. Yes. I was dying. I but didn't know uh, the answer to that too. But he's, um, but he, yeah, he's a lot of fun to, to talk to. And just, like such a great I, could, I could see why he's an actor. He has all the charisma to be an actor. Yeah, he's definitely got all the charisma. Uh, so, so Chelsea's not here to introduce her part that she did, but so she... Uh, she did stupid interview. <laughs> She's going to punch you when she gets back. <laughs> okay, maybe not. So, uh, the Ben Browder. Yep. So she uh, interviewed Ben Browder, who was in some stupid show I don't know with a gate a gate that involves a star yeah some like dumb show like and some scape that's really far away and some stupid show star scape or something nobody's ever heard of these shows it's like (laughs) now now Ben's gonna punch you I know Ben and Chelsea are both gonna punch you hey Ben Browder (laughs) but that'd be a story yeah I got punched by Ben Browder Browder, everybody's been punched by Chelsea so I know it's pretty she just goes down the street punching people. Mm-hmm. We gotta talk to her about that. No, she'll punch you. Don't, don't. She'll punch you if you talk to her about it. That's true. She has a problem with these confrontational yes. things. Right. So, so off to the Ben Browder. Let's just go on ahead and head on into that that particular uh, interview. Okay, I'm gonna Joe Rogan it in, and uh, we are live in five, four, three, two. Hey, Chelsea, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Perfect, as I throw my note card. All right, so what draws you to conventions? The people. (laughs) 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 You know, if it's a convention and it's just me and and, and the two cats and my wife, it it doesn't really count. uh, You get invited to the convention, and then you get to come here and share stories with people. 
Gotcha. Do you like to go to like other panels, kind of wander around a little bit, or? I occasionally like to drop in and watch other panels. Uh, and the and added advantage is, I, you know, I get to pe meet people like William Shatner, so. Nice. You know, I, I get to say, hey, Mr. Shatner, how you doing? Oh, I remember you. <laughs> super fun. Yeah. What do you want out of your relationship with your fans? Wow, that's deep. Your relationship with your fans. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm very appreciative of the fact that, that, that people care about the about the shows, about the work you do. Uh, you know, it's that Farscape is celebrating its twentieth, its twentieth anniversary, and I have generations of people who are coming up. I've had thirteen-year-olds come up who've just discovered Farscape because it's running on on Amazon Prime now, and and the fact that the stories that we told a long time ago uh, matter to people, mm -hmm. and you know, people will share, share stories about how. I was going through this thing in my life, whether it be, you know, a relative dying, their parents dying, that they had cancer, or all sorts of things, and they will they will tell you that your show and the stories you were telling helped them get through periods of their lives. Or I was afraid to dye my hair purple, <laughs> and then I watched Farscape. And this seriously, you know, you, your show allowed me to, to to be me. Or I I. I watched Stargate and I, and I wanted to be in the Air Force mm -hmm. and I wanted to serve my country because of, because of Stargate. I've met people like this for, for years and it's gratifying to have been part of, a, part of something like that. And then at a convention, people come, get to come and tell you those things. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. You're right. Are there any new projects that you're working on? Anything coming up? No, I'm just trying to, you know, fix the back porch of my house. And <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, you know, I'm, I've got some stain and some hammer and nails. Uh, I'm looking for work, which is what we do as actors. Gotcha. Yeah. What's What's the dream role, above all else? What would you reach for? I, and, you know, the next season of uh, Game of Thrones. I need to just reboot it. I've got a beard. Let's go. I want to swing a, a claymore. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't. You don't know what's next. It'd be nice to be on something which is uh, which runs for a while. I'd like to do something for to dive back into a character which lasts for a few years. It's, it's it's a lot of fun to do that. So, that that would be ideal. Something which keeps me out of the house and busy for a while. So, what do you geek out about other than acting, directing? I, I geek out, I geek out about everything. It just depends. It depends on what my uh, what my browser is 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 showing me. Um, I definitely go down internet rabbit holes. I geek out about politics. So I geek out about. Uh, whatever's going on socially. I geek out about sports. I coach high school pole vaulters. Oh, that's I, cool. I'll geek out about which direction the swell is coming in and where it's going to break and what the wind is doing on that particular day so you catch a good surf ride. I, literally, I just think the world is a fascinating place. So, yeah, and obviously, I do geek out about science fiction and fantasy. I read a, a lot of science fiction, and then I counter that with reading... Um, with reading Nonfiction. My latest geek fest is actually reading source documents prior to and immediately following the American Civil War. So wow. go back and and reading the arguments, the reading the arguments which were made for slavery and for abolition, and comparing the comparing it and and then looking at what was happening in Reconstruction and what people were saying. Mm -hmm. So there's always something to geek out about, gotcha. and and we live in a day where you can. 
used to be you had to go to the library. Right, but, but now everything's at our fingertips. But now it's right at your fingertips, so you could spend a lot of time in your basement and grow fungus on yourself. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for being here. And we are out in five, four, three, two, one. And we're back. It's true. We are back. So we, uh, we're going to get an interview with someone from the Orville. Yeah. And then we didn't. Some, somebody who is a very famous Mocklin. And the, uh, the reason we didn't is because at Starfest they had a Klingon wedding. Yeah. And, and so Peter, that certain here. Peter, crashed, that <laughs> crashed it. And as many as you would expect, a Klingon wedding involves a lot of very hard partying. And this Mocklin partied very hard well into the evening and the next morning and therefore was not up for interviews the next day. <laughs> So as far as excuses go, that's a pretty good excuse yeah, to say. That, that, one, that one was a. Uh, the only way that could have been better is, is if he was in his full Mocklin getup. That would have been awesome. But either yeah. way, we figured that was a solid excuse. We mm -hmm. were okay with that. That 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 fared well. I was okay with that. Yes, it was very funny though that uh, Scott Grimes canceled last minute, and uh, Peter is it Macan? Makeup. Makeup. Um Replaced him, but it upset Chelsea to no end because uh, these uh, Mocklins. I'm allergic to him. So, but uh, I've been allergic to Mocklins before too. But last year Scott Grimes was going to show up, and Chelsea spent like two, three weeks planning questions for Scott Grimes, and then he canceled, and she was very disappointed. And then this year she's like, "Great, I finally get to have the Scott Grimes interview," and uh, and he canceled again. And then, so, and then Peter Macon cancels. And so so um, my joke is he'll schedule next year and then cancel again Great. just to keep rubbing it in to Chelsea that she can't ever get that interview. <laughs> um, so that was that was our big celebrity Starfest interview. I did, I did get a few more other interviews, but I figured we'd only do three for this one. Right. I got to interview uh, the director, producer, a writer, and an actress. Well, one was a producer, writer. Yeah, director, actress from a horror film called Apartment 212. I hope I'm remembering that correctly. And they're local here in Denver. And we also got to interview two writers. One you have interviewed before. Right. So you had me interview them this time. Because right. I've interviewed Dayton before, which is cool. So uh, we'll get those edited and thrown up to the YouTube thing. I'm getting a kick out of what's going on in the motor pool here. Mm -hmm. I think they've misunderstood my humor, but that's all right. Oh, it's right. Funny. Yeah. Um, but the way that they're going is funnier than, than I could ever go, so I'm going to let the motor pool roll itself because it's funnier that way. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, guy has no issue. He was trying to be, he was trying to make a joke. And failing, apparently. Oh, yes. But what's happening in the motor pool is much funnier, so mm -hmm. I'm going to let that roll. Go, go um, right ahead. So, so, yeah, uh, we, and then of course we we uh, we wanted to get an interview with Bill Shatner and and Michelle Nichols, but we knew we knew going in that there was no way. Um, really, Bill Shatner doesn't generally do anything without getting paid. 
Because he's at that level now. He's at that level, and that's that's fine. There's there's no issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nichelle, honestly, Nichelle's doing her farewell tour, and she doesn't want to be bothered. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think we're just kind of like let's let's let her do her farewell tour, mm-hmm. and we saw her from afar. Like the goddess that she yep. is. And I saw I saw William Shatner walk ten feet away from you, but you had your back turned so you didn't notice. Yeah, I know. And I, I didn't want to be that guy to go, hey guy, look behind you and like draw all this attention because he was clearly trying not to be noticed. Right. So um, Which, you know, oh well. I I would have simply said my famous line of I'll never wash my eyeballs again. Mm-hmm. Which is And then his security would tackle you for saying any words at him. Right, near him. Yes. Around him. The Shatner bubble. The Shatner bubble would have been... You would have popped it. I would have, yeah. Yes. Or at least slightly damaged the Shatner mm-hmm. bubble, and it would have caused issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was breathing the same air as, yes, as yes. Bill Shatner, and that made me happy. It's all right. It was good. Mm-hmm. So that's our, um, you know, our mini review on Starfest. On our Starfest interviews. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was thinking, because I don't do conventions as a convention goer really much anymore. It's as a media guy. Yeah. And I was trying to decide as a convention goer if I ever went back to that, would Starfest be one of those I'd go to? And I think I'm my my kind of little corner I've gotten into is gaming. And Starfest isn't a gaming convention per se. No, not really. So I don't have a desire to pay money for autographs or photos. Right. I never have. And mainly because autographs and photos aren't a big deal to me. So let alone asking someone for one for free, I wouldn't necessarily do. So the step beyond that of giving people 100 bucks to get a picture with them is definitely not something I can grasp as something I would want. I'd rather spend a hundred bucks on a new board game yeah. that I could play with my friends. So that not being my thing, I think that puts Starfest in a different category. But I know a lot of people who really do enjoy getting to meet the celebrities and they don't mind paying money to get that photograph and the autograph. So that, that makes it a very viable convention for those type of people that like that. Uh, if you're into the Klingon groups, they do great stuff with that because they had the whole Klingon wedding uh, they have a Klingon naming ceremony where you get to go get your Klingon name which if we wouldn't have been so busy on Friday um, outside of convention stuff that's something I would love to have covered because I think it'd be cool for us to get Klingon names I would spend the remainder of my time calling you <laughs> yeah, which means like I like my coffee with ice or something like that so it's uh that's your name yeah I've decided, there you go, I've already named you, mm-hmm. your coffee. <laughs> need to learn more Klingon curses so I can teach my kids. So that, well, I know that's the one I know, but there's got to be another one, because that's just, that's like a, calling someone's mom a bad name, like your mom. That's the Klingon version of your mom, Patak. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> Motorpool says we should add it on our jerseys. In Klingon, that actually would be kind of cool. Mm. I have to admit. Your mom in Klingon? No, just our Klingon names. Oh, Klingon like, names, yeah. Yeah. In Klingon, you know, just be. And it would, if when you read it, it just says our as Klingon name. Every, yeah, right. As if, as if every time we send in our jersey orders, we don't give stress them out enough as is. No. Like when we sent in Kevin's order and had the little teeny st 
mm-hmm. on there. What kind of sports group are you? I know. Every time. Why are there not 30 of you? Why are there just four? Right? We sent it, or the one where I sent in, had, what? 1,701? <laughs> what? 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 How many people are on your team? Well, what about, what about, um... Uh, Allie, who did uh, nine and three fourths. Right. Two two one B. Two two one B. We've had we've had a number Abby. of interesting uh, yeah. fandoms. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. with Starfest, I'd like to try to do more of the Starfest stuff next year. And since our kids are going to be one year older, hopefully that'll make that a, a feasible thing. Yeah. We're we're getting to the point now where our youngest are old enough now to monitor themselves and hopefully that that, that wouldn't be a bad thing is yeah be able to deploy ourselves a little earlier get there a little earlier mm-hmm. be there a little longer hit a, a few more of the stuff hit the stuff we haven't really hit yet yeah so get, get a little more immersed in the show mm-hmm. I agree well, guys, I think that's pretty much been our show. It's, yes. It's a wild night here at the Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is this is Tuesdays loud. usually are. Yeah, but this is pretty loud even for this this Starbucks. That's I've been good. watching the audio meter, and it's been pretty serious. It's good coffee drinking weather. Yeah, it's it's a rainy day, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's been a day. It has been. Well, I would like to thank the guys in the motor pool for joining us. And gals. Yep. Well, the folks, the folks in the motor pool. Uh, however you identify. Yep. I'm not judging. Um, and once again, bring up that our show is sponsored by Geekway Homes and by Malcon and by Caring Games. Go check them out. Go check them all out. And that's all the time we've got for today. We're hoping we'll see Chelsea next week. Yeah, we're running out of Tuesdays. I know, we really we're are. At the end of the month, we roll into our break time. We'll get weird broadcasting yeah. time. We'll, be, we'll, be, we'll still be doing stuff, but it won't be the typical Tuesday, 8 p.m. time. It'll be a lot of pre-recorded stuff because uh, we're out of the kids are out of school, which means we get weird schedules. Yeah, our schedules get screwed up. So, so be aware, we're, we're running into our almost out of regular broadcast time so for a few months anyway yep until we get back into september yep so okay well that's all the time we got for today i've been guy i've been troy and this is geek tank as always you can email us at questions at rocky mountain geek tank.com you can also follow us on facebook youtube and instagram we're rocky mountain geek tank feel free to join the conversation we look forward to hearing from you Geek Tank is a production of Fox Blade Media and is protected under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. Your hosts today were Guy S. Davis, C. Troy Floor, and Chelsea Kramer. Kevin Weibler is our engineer, and our music was composed by David Coyle. Geek Tank is funded by listeners like you. Please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash foxblade.